Hey everyone, welcome to episode 65. Tonight we're talking about the difference between making the scriptures about you and likening the scriptures to you. So the real question is this, what does it take to make the gospel come to life? If you are struggling with what you believe, or if you do believe, but you want to feel the truth on a deeper level, or even if you're experienced in your faith and you want to deepen your relationship with Christ even further, what steps can all of us take to not just bring the gospel to life, but to cause the gospel to bring life into us? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Robbins, and welcome to Bringing the Gospel to Life. Hey everybody, hope you had a lovely Saturday and you have a good Sunday tomorrow. Um, Okay, so I'm finally ready to talk about what I mentioned in episode 66, where um, if you'll go back, like way back to episode 37, you'll remember, and if you've been listening, if not, just go back and listen to this one maybe, but... Um, In episode 37, we did this conversation about how the scriptures are not about us, but they are to us, and the difference between making something about us and making it to us. And um, one of my good friends sent me a question, and I meant to have that pulled up. Let me see if I can. Uh, There it is. Okay. So on the Facebook post, uh, one of my friends said this, and I want to read it, and then I want to spend tonight answering it because, um, yeah, I mentioned this earlier this week, but I tried to answer it, and no matter how many times I tried to make it come out right, I just couldn't do it. And so I decided it wasn't time to answer it, and so I just need to move on and let it come to me. But it came to me, I think, the story that I can tell that will help us to understand this. So anyway... So my friend said this, he says, I agree with you on this concept that the scriptures are not about me, but Christ and written to me. Sorry. I agree with you on this concept that the scriptures are not about me, but they are about Christ and they are written to me. But maybe you could explore this a little bit more and talk about the difference between making the scriptures about me and likening the scriptures to me. So the question is, what is the difference between making the scriptures about us and likening the scriptures to us, because Nephi makes one a commandment, and the other one we've talked about how that's not the right thing to do. Several apostles have said, this is not about you. Like, these scriptures are Christ's story, they are to us, and they are for us, and um, they're not about us. But Nephi does command us to liken them to us. And usually, a lot of people, when they try to liken the scriptures to themselves, they make it about them instead of likening it to them. And instead of trying to describe the difference in explaining it, I'm just going to give an example of a story where I've been in where I did it wrong, and then hopefully talk about the difference and making it right. And hopefully that'll just come out as I tell the story, instead of me trying to explain the concept, and then you'll get it, and then you'll know why we need to do both. Um, So listen to the story and learn from it, and then I'll try to explain it afterwards. But don't worry so much about the explanation. Mostly think about the story, okay? So when I was... um, uh, getting trained to, or sorry, when I was in my, let's see, I think it was my third semester student teaching as a seminary teacher and getting, hopefully getting ready to get hired. And at the time I was currently dating Mary. We weren't engaged. So we didn't know if we were going to get married soon, but, um, the person who was going to hire me, he called the guy down from Salt Lake. So you have to have this guy come down from Salt Lake to come watch you teach one lesson. And then they'll kind of just feel you out and see if they, how they feel about you being a teacher and all. So the day that you are going to be observed by this guy from Salt Lake, like they call you and they let you know in advance just so like you make sure that you're there. 
And so the whole like week leading up to it, like you're extremely nervous and they always say just like act normal and don't do anything different. But you know how that is when you have someone coming to watch you, like it's hard not to think about it. Right. So that whole week I was stressing out super, super hard and I was trying to prepare for a lesson and make it like something that would be powerful and that would like really like make me look like an awesome person just like anyone would. Right. And so the day came and I went into uh, the lesson and so I was teaching the lesson and it was with one of my favorite classes and then the the my the person who hired me and the guy from Salt Lake came and sat in the back and I started watching and like the lesson went like absolutely phenomenal. It was so incredible. Like the spirit was there, everyone was commenting, kids that I'd never expected to comment were commenting, and like at the end I was just like floating on cloud nine. Like I was just pumped out of my mind. And um so afterwards uh, when the lesson was over, uh, they hung out, at, the two guys hung out afterwards, and they said, okay, let's go and go and talk about it, and as we were talking about it, they were making me feel really good about myself, because they're like, yeah, I don't know if I would have changed anything in that lesson, and I'm like, you know, come on, like, I'm a student teacher, I'm sure there are things you would have changed in that lesson, but they were super nice about it, and they really, com- they complimented me a lot, and made me feel really good about myself, and um, so, uh, the guy from Salt Lake, his name was Brother Virgin, and the guy who was my, uh, anyway, my hire, my boss is Brother Martin. And Brother Virgin looks at Brother Martin and says, hey, is there anything that you would um, change about this lesson? And Brother Martin was like, honestly, no, like, just so you know, like, that was like, that was like an A plus. It was like an amazing lesson. But I, like, if you're interested, like, I'd love to tell you how to make it like an A plus plus. And I was like, okay, yeah, absolutely, like, tell me, he's like, no, I just need to make sure you understand something, like, it was an A+, right, like, do you get that, like, it was phenomenal, but this would make it an A++, and I'm going to share that same reason why he explained that in a minute, but he says, if you really wanted to turn the lesson into an A++, here's what I probably would have done, um, so I was teaching 2nd Nephi chapter 1, and that's where Lehi is trying to wake his, you know, where he's about to die and he tells his sons awake and arise from the dust and become men and shake off the chains of hell and all that stuff. And he looks at me, he asks this question. He says, if you were to say there was like a theme to what your lesson was about today, what, what would you say that what lesson was about? And I kind of thought for a moment, I was like, well, I think the lesson was about awaking and arising. Like it, it's becoming something more. It's becoming greater. It's about awaking and arising and becoming the person that God wants us to become. And I felt pretty good about that because how many times is that repeated throughout the chapter? I was like, I think that was the main point Nephi or Lehi was trying to go for. And so that's where I spent my time. I'd say that was the focus. And that was the purpose of the lesson. He was like, okay, awesome. And I agree. And that's exactly where I would have said it. And he said, now read verse 15. And I said, okay. So I'll just read it for you guys. So 2 Nephi 1 verse 15 says this. um, But behold, the Lord hath redeemed my soul from hell. I have beheld his glory, and I am encircled about eternally in the arms of his love. And I was like, okay. And Brother Martin looks at me and says, what would you say verse 15 is about? And I said, well, I guess it's about like how Christ redeems souls from hell. And he said, okay. He's like, now I want you to think about this for a moment. Awaking and arising and becoming something greater. 
or Christ redeeming souls from hell? Which of those two topics do you think the Spirit is more likely to bear testimony of? And I sat there for a moment. I was just like, uh, <laughs> pretty flippin' obvious, right? Like, obviously the Spirit would rather. Uh, and so I looked at him and I said, obviously the Christ one, right? And he's like, I think so too. So he looked at me and he says, now remember, what did I tell you? And I said, you told me mine was an A plus. And he said, yes, because your, your lesson was relevant. And he said, but that's a mistake we often make in our church is that people think that God wants us to always be teaching relevant lessons. And he does. Like that's what makes a lesson an A plus. But what makes a lesson an A plus plus is when it's relevant and about Christ, not relevant and about us. Does that make sense to you? And I was like, totally. That makes total sense. Like, just hearing him ask that question, which one of those do you think the spirit would more like is more likely to bear testimony of? That question, for some reason, like it framed it so perfectly in my mind that from then on, like I I tried to figure out this difference. What's the difference between a relevant lesson? and a lesson that's relevant and focused on Christ. And so to my friend who asked this question, like, what's the difference between likening the scriptures to us and making the scriptures about ourselves? That's such a good question because a lot of us have had experiences um, at church where we've had really relevant lessons. And so we've thought to ourselves, man, that was an amazing lesson. And here's the thing, and I want to stress what Brother Martin said, like, those are A-plus lessons. They are good lessons but they're also about us, okay? And the Spirit bears testimony of two things, the Savior and truth. And usually most truth, and all truth you can't really teach without Him. So really He bears testimony of the Savior, right? And when we talk about us becoming new and better and awaking and arising, like that is a pattern and that is an attitude and that is a behavior. And if you go all the way back to episode two, like that's tier two learning, and talking about how Christ redeems souls from hell, like which doctrine do you think is more important in the plan of salvation? I think the one where he talks about Christ redeeming souls from hell as opposed to we need to be better is a much, that is a lot more likely for the spirit to teach and without the spirit we cannot teach. So I hope that example explains like why I'm so passionate about this because like that story made me realize like I need to focus on this. But now, hopefully this, and hopefully this story helps you grasp the difference, but just to make sure this kind of sets in, I'm going to give you just a few examples to really make sure you see the difference here because we haven't really explained it. We've just talked about it. So two examples that will make this clear. Example number one, what's the difference between talk or uh, making something about us and likening something to us? Well, it goes like this. Let's say that you are a kid. Okay. Again, and your parents walk up to you and say, Hey, I need you to do the dishes. And you look at them and you say, why? And your parents start telling you and they say, you know, like, you're just so messy. And like, we're trying to like keep our house clean and all this stuff, but like, you're not clean. And so we need to learn and we need to teach you like why you need to become better at becoming more organized and becoming more responsible. So we're helping you, um, we're helping you get responsibility. So we need you to do these chores. And you're like, but I don't want to do the chores. And they're like, 
yeah, but like, can't you see like you need to learn to do this because it'll make you a better person in the future. And they give you all these reasons why you should want to do the dishes and it still doesn't make you want to do the dishes. And at the end, they just say, well, you should just do it because I said so. And then you're like, okay, whatever. So you go and do the dishes. Okay, there's example number one. Now, example number two. Let's say that you're a kid again and you have an older sibling, okay? And you, one day you're just hanging out in the living room and you look because your older sibling walks across the living room into the kitchen and, the ki- and your older sibling starts doing the dishes all on their own. And at the end, your parents walk down and see that your sibling did all the dishes and your parents say, oh my gosh, like, thank you. Here, they reach into the uh, pantry or the closet and they pull out a piece of candy and they give it to uh, your sibling. Now you're sitting on the couch and you're like, what the crap? And so you're like, mom, dad, like what, what in the world? Like, why does he get candy? And they look at you and say, well, he gets candy because he did the dishes without being asked. And you're like, now, wait a minute. You're telling me that if I will do chores without me being, without being asked, then I'll get candy too. And they'll be like, well, yeah, of course. Like we'll reward you anytime you do something on your own. And then you, you decide on that day. You're like, okay, I'm going to do all my chores without ever being asked because I want that candy. Right. And so that, that makes you start doing it from now on forever. And they hold up their end of the bargain and they do, and they keep rewarding you for doing them. And so they never have to ask you and you like, that works out for you. And that's the end of the story. Okay. Do you see those two examples? Example number one, don't make something about people and especially don't make the scriptures about you because they're not a couple reasons for that. Okay. Reason number one is that when pe- when things are about us, like when a parents make doing the dishes about us, like it can often feel like they're attacking us or it can make it feel like we need to improve ourselves. And that's not, that's not, um, this is, <laughs> this is where I'm hoping the example shine through for you and everything I say right now, like, we'll just be like, you'll be like, I know what he's trying to say, but he's probably struggling to say it. But like, when you make something about someone, like if you've ever had someone tell you to do something and try to make a decision for you, it's just not inspiring. It just doesn't do anything, right? There's a huge difference between your parents telling you to do the dishes because they said so and watching your older sibling go through that experience and you making the decision for yourself because you're inspired to do it, right? Because you see, you've seen it and like, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I want to become that. Like, for example, like I remember, um, my, uh, my, my baseball team when I was little, um, won the city, uh, turn or the, we took second in state and we, I think we took first in our city or whatever the tournament was. Anyway, so because we won in our, uh, in our division, like we got to go onto the field during a BYU baseball game and we got to spend some time on the field with the players there. And like, we were so pumped and we were so excited. Now I was one of those players that like fit a lot of positions on that team. And so I didn't really have one. And everyone else kind of had their position. So the only one left open was pitcher. And so I was like, okay, whatever, I'll just go out with the pitcher. And so we got to run out onto the BYU baseball field. And I got to run out with the pitcher and like everyone was cheering us on. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And we walked up there 
And on the mound, um, I remember like over the announcers thing, like the guy came on and he's like, now signing a ball for the pitcher, Brian Robbins is the BYU pitcher. And like on the mound, like in front of the whole crowd, like this guy signed a, a, a ball for me. And then I got to throw the first pitch of the game. Um, and like, it was like such an amazing experience that like, I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to become a pitcher. A pitcher is the coolest thing in the world because holy crap, this experience was amazing. And so like from that day on, like I tried to become so good at pitching and it never really became my position, but like I was so sold on that forever because no one made it about me. Like they didn't come up to me and say like, you need to be a pitcher because this, this, and this, because you need to improve this, this here. Like they just gave me an experience where they made it about pitching, about like the beauty of being a pitcher. And then I made the decision for myself that I wanted to become a pitcher. Does that make sense? So like in the scriptures, when we make it about us and we try to use those, re- those reasons to convince us why we should follow Jesus, that's never why the scriptures were written. And I think that's what bothers me. Like, this book was written in order to show us how amazing our Savior was. But what a lot of people think is that this book was written to tell us to do stuff. That it's a book of virtues. Which is a big problem, because if we, if God writes something and tells us to do it and we don't obey it, then we're in deep trouble, right? We're, we're dead. Like, spiritually, we're done. If we know we were supposed to do something and we don't do it. So basically, that would turn the Bible and the Book of Mormon and the Doctrine and Covenants and all these in the Old Testament, all these scriptures into things that like are meant to condemn us. And that's not what they are. Instead, what they are is they're stories about him. It's not about us at all. They're stories that are supposed to testify of him and show us why he's so amazing. So that at some point when we're reading those stories, we're like, oh my gosh, he's so amazing. I have to follow this guy. And like the difference is that like the stories aren't convincing us or trying to guilt trip us into following him. They're testifying of him. And then we make that decision on our own. Does that make sense? Like, I, I don't know how else to explain it, but I, I, I hope through those examples and me saying it those ways, like that should determine it for you. Like, so now not all of us are teachers, right? I mean, we should be at our, in our families with come following, but a lot of times like, a lot of us are just reading our scriptures and like, we might be thinking, okay, so I just listened to this podcast. Like, how do I make this a, how do I liken this to me, but not make it about me? Okay. Stop looking for yourself in the scriptures. Okay. I know you've heard a lot of people say that and you should, but make that secondary. Okay. Try to find him first. Find him first. Learn something about him that is amazing And then what you'll say is you'll be like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that, but I can apply that to myself. So remember the kid's story, right? He's like, he's watching his brother and he learns this eternal truth that like I can get rewarded if I do my chores without being asked to do. And then he makes that decision for himself. But like nothing in that example is about him. The parents never came up to him and said, oh, look at your brother. I wish you were like your brother and that you did what he did. Like the parents never did that. They didn't do that. They just showed him something amazing and then he decided for himself that that's what he wanted. 
Um, you know who did this really well, actually? I should have brought this up earlier. Joseph Smith. He always said that I teach the people general principles and then I let them choose for themselves. You know why he was doing that? I don't think he was thinking in the exact framework I was, but what he's doing is he's teach, he's making it about Christ, but he's allowing people to liken it to themselves. Okay? So anytime a leader or anyone gets up and they get up and they're like, you, we all need to be doing this. We need to be doing this better. Like, that's not what Joseph Smith taught. Okay, teach the people general principles. That's making something about the truth or making it about Christ. And then people will decide to follow him on their own. Don't try to make that decision for them. Yeah, that's the difference. The difference is agency. The difference is allowing people is the difference. The difference really is this. Sorry, and I, I don't know I've been rallying, but like the more I talk about it, the more clear it becomes. The difference between making something about you is if you're making something about you or about other people, what you're assuming is that you or other people aren't good enough, which is true. But that's the whole point, <laughs> right? The whole point of this gospel is that we're not good enough. But if you're making a scripture story about you or about other people, that's what you're focused on, on your lack or on their lack instead of on his abundance, instead of on his goodness, instead of about his holiness. So the difference is taking a story that was supposed to highlight how amazing he is and there, and you flip it completely on its head and you make it about how bad you or other people are. And then you use that as a guilt trip to try to get an action out of yourself. But that won't work because you're not going to be inspired because the Spirit's not going to talk to you. But when you take a story and you make it about him, about his goodness and his grace, and you just teach it with the drama, right? Take the woman at the well and like make it dramatic. Be like, man, she's had several husbands. And so she's out at the well at the middle of the day. And so she's burning hot. And she meets this guy that she's not even supposed to be allowed to. Like make it dramatic. And then show how kind Christ is in that moment. And people in that moment be like, oh my gosh, he's amazing. I have got to follow this guy. And that's what the scriptures are supposed to do. That's what it means. That's what it looks like for someone to liken it to themselves instead of making it about them. You make it about him and then they'll be like, oh, I need that. And then they'll want it in their lives. That's what that means. Okay. So, sorry, I've been rambling, but I needed to explain that right. And I think at some point, hopefully this has made sense. So to my friend, that's how I'd explain it. Now, you don't need to make it all complicated. Just when you're reading your scriptures or when you're teaching them or when you're doing come follow me's, just asking yourself this question. Are we making this story about us or about me? Or am I making it about him? And am I making it so much about him in a way that gets me excited about how amazing Christ is that it makes me want to follow him more? That's how you'll know whether you're doing one or the other. Okay. So please let me know a time when you've been able to see the difference between the two and how that's impacted you. And also share this with someone who might need it. And let me know what your thoughts are or how I could explain it better or what would you would add on to what we're saying. And hopefully let this, let the gospel come to life for you. Hope you have a great night and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.